Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, Sintamalef's the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. Hey King. Hello, how are you? I'm good mate, it's uh, it's finally come around. It has indeed, yeah. The last game of the season. Yeah, we're here. Super La Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl week. Three days away. Yeah. From the biggest game in sports. We are, yes. And <laughs> it's a, a chance for a back-to-back Super Bowl victory for the New England Patriots. Yeah, they've had a few of those recently. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go. Well, I think most people actually thunk it. <laughs> yeah, the Vegas betted on it, I suppose. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, so, yeah, this is the preview show for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And our thought was that we would go back and see how these two teams got here. Okay. Because, obviously, there were seven, 16 regular season games. There were, indeed. There were two playoff games for these two teams because they were both the number one seed yep. going into the playoffs. Yep. So, I thought we'd go back and just talk through the games quickly mm-hmm. for both these teams. Yep. And uh, and see where they went right to yeah. get it out. Is that okay with you? Yeah, of course, yeah. Excellent. We'll start with the Patriots. Okay. And it wasn't a great start for, for New England. No, it wasn't. If you cast your mind back to week one. Yes. Um, at home... Against the Kansas City Chiefs, who for another year, it's like Groundhog Day for them, got through to the playoffs, got beat at home, um, picked up a few rookies, including one Kareem Hunt. Indeed. And what a game. What a debut for Kareem Hunt. Indeed, yeah. They ended up beating the Patriots 42 points to 27. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bit of a hammering it was, actually. It was. No touchdowns for Brady on that game. But, uh, yeah, good game for the Chiefs. Indeed. And, uh, Set them up for a good first half of the season, at least. Yeah. Um, and then you go into week two and week three. They get wins away to the Saints. That was important. And at home to the Texans. But that was a, a close battle with Deshaun Watson. That was, yeah. He was on fire at that point. Again, 36 four, to 33. I think was the, four touchdowns in that game. Brady got Desha- five. Deshaun Watson, yeah. Yeah. Brady got five touchdowns, zero interceptions. And it was a back and forth game there. Deshaun was uh, keeping up with Tom. He was, yeah. It was great. Yeah, the rookie was keeping up with the forty-year-old. Yeah, that was when the, that was when the Texans looked like they could really go places. Yeah, as well. so yeah, it's a shame they fell off a cliff. But no, we, we know win. why they fell off the cliff. Ex- yeah, excellent yeah. win for the for the Patriots. So. Yeah, that was important. Two wins for them as well. To... We, we sort of brushed over the Saints, but that was a great win as well. So that was them sort of. It wasn't close. Cementing themselves. Thirty-six uh, to twenty, they beat the the yeah. Saints. Yeah, but that was before the the Saints had really gelled in their rookies Alvin Kamara didn't do an awful lot in the game no Marshall the Lattimore was Lattimore, yeah getting used to the pace of the NFL well they they went away from him you see they were they were targeting the other side of the field so oh. it was uh, it was over by half time that game unfortunately for the Saints but uh, and then they get the Panthers at home yep and that was a 33 to 30 loss for the Patriots and they're 2 and 2 mm-hmm. and Again, a very close game. It came down to a Graham Gano field goal at the end. It yep. was just, yeah, they didn't have the time to get the ball back again afterwards. So. No. What, did they finish out the season? I can't remember. Who, the Panthers? Patriots. The Patriots finished 13-3. Okay, so they're 2-2 two and two at this point. They're 2-2, two and two, yeah. They're only going to lose one more game. Sounds a little bit like they they started to hit their stride after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they hit a run. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, the uh, the questions were being asked at 2-2, two and two, King. Of course. They was our 40-year-old quarterback. They still had Jimmy Garoppolo there. Yeah. Who we now know is uh, is a baller. <laughs> Quite good. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and, and obviously the 
is this the decline of Brady despite mm. throwing five touchdowns against an excellent defence in the Texans yeah dismantling the Saints who who we realised later on in the season probably frankly is uh, they had an excellent defence as well so yeah um, well he yeah. scored two more touchdowns in that game against the Panthers no interceptions yet on the season yeah um, so yeah he's nine no ten ten touchdowns and zero interceptions on those four games that's pretty good but uh, yeah there were some calls for potentially because you, you're shaking your head I am shaking my head but if you watch the game they were cl- <laughs> Patriots aren't used to having close games King no but their defence was playing horrifically at the start they of the were. season they were Bra- Brady wasn't playing badly ten no. touchdowns zero interceptions shows he wasn't playing badly no. he was torching good defences <laughs> but this is when about when we had a conversation where I said Belichick's going to have a conversation with Patricia and say listen love nip it in the bud let's yeah. just go let's simplify the defence and all of a sudden what happens next <laughs> well here we go so they have two away games first is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who we thought were going to be good turned out very quickly they weren't going to yep. be good through the season they lost 19-14 to 14 mm-hmm. to the Patriots so not you know not high flying game for, for scoring and also it was Brady's first interception of the year so one touchdown one interception in that game but they got the win then they were away to the New York Jets and they won 24 points to 17 Brady got two touchdowns to one interception so two back-to-back interception games. Yep, he's only but got two for the season. But yeah, only two for the season. Yeah, <laughs> but they're two back-to-back games. Then they play the Falcons. That was a massive game in Foxborough. Yeah, obviously it was the Super Bowl repeat. It was. Uh, <laughs> but this time there was no early lead for the Falcons. Uh, they ended up seven to twenty-three final score. Uh, two touchdowns for Brady, no interceptions, and. I think that was kind of the the real time that we put the marker down, saying, "Oh, here we go." Yeah, they're they're do- they've simplified it. Yeah, they're back to basics on defense. Any early season f- jitters were were yeah. clearly out the way. And, yeah, yeah. Brandon Cooks was starting to cement himself as well by that point. I think it, I think about this point in the season, Brandon Cooks was leading the league in in yards, which mm-hmm. for someone in their first season, obviously taking on the mantle of being the go to guy with Edelman out. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was. Amendola uh, wasn't around a lot either. No, no. So they struggled initially with injuries. They haven't had, you know, they've not been particularly lucky this season. This season with with, you know, in that respect. Although so. Gronk has been available for Gronk's the been whole there. season. Gronk's been there, but I think the the person they expect to be there non-stop is typically Ed- Edelman. Doesn't often get injured, and for him to be out for such a long time was, um, you know, we I thought might hinder them more than it did. <laughs> it never seems, does it? Because then Chris Hogan's around for some weeks and. Yeah. So on and so forth. Okay, so then we're into week eight. They mm-hmm. beat the Chargers at home, 21 points to 13. Brady with one touchdown in that game. Uh, if you want to say anything about why the Chargers lost that so convincingly, but. Uh, no. Rivers doesn't like playing in Foxborough, does he? No. No, his best game at Foxborough was uh, when he had a broken leg. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So they go into the bye week, and they've got that's a four game win streak. So they come off the bye in week 10 against the Broncos away and they steamroller the Broncos in mile high. 41 points to 16. Brady throws three touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, the Broncos had fully fallen off by that point. They had a good start to the season, but I think by week five, I think was when it all started to go wrong for the Broncos. Um, so good timing there for the yeah, no, Patriots to get them at that, that, that point. Mm-hmm. Then they go away to the Raiders and they beat them 33 points to eight. Again, yeah. before the season started, the Raiders were supposed to be a legit challenger. Yep. 
they didn't turn out that way. So again, another three touchdowns and zero interceptions for Brady. Absolutely boring on them. Then they get the Dolphins at home. 35 points to 17 was the win there. Brady gets four touchdowns, just one interception. Yeah, that was the one with the crazy block by... They just picked up Michael Floyd. And he it was... Um, yeah. Was it that year? No, I might get my getting my years mixed Wait. <laughs> I'll talk about last year. Don't worry about it. Ignore me. <laughs> I made flashbacks two years ago. Strange. Sorry to ruin that. Yeah. You were on such a roll then, Jim. Sorry. I was. Then they get the Bills away. So this is what AFC East do. Uh, it's an away win. 23 points to three. Brady doesn't get a touchdown in this game. It gets an interception, but no touchdown in this game. Mike Gillisley, I think, got uh, all the scores on that one because obviously it was against his former team. Yeah. So Belichick said, just hand it off. Yeah. And, uh, Let's just turn that knife, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Then we get the third and final loss so far of the season for the Patriots. Uh-huh. And that was away to the Dolphins. 27 points to 20. That was Kenyon Drake running all over them. Brady got one touchdown but two interceptions. That's the first time and the only time this season so far he had more than one interception in yeah. the game. Yeah, not a defense. Just, you know. No one was expecting that, especially after they lost just two weeks earlier I know I know a lot of people bring up their, their strength of schedule but actually in hindsight now looking back on the teams that did well mm. he's played a lot of teams with really good defences you know a lot don't have great offences Broncos yeah. you know being an Bills. example um, but he played a lot of good defences it's strange that the only multiple or the first multiple interception game was uh, was against the Dolphins <laughs> yeah. who aren't one of those top tier defences no can you name me all their, cor- their cornerbacks no can you name me one of their cornerbacks no no. Okay, see? No. So, they Pico lost... Alonso, <laughs> So, they lost to Kenyon Drake's Dolphins in that game. Yep. Uh, and then they go to week 15, they play the Steelers in Pittsburgh, and it's a 27-24 to win for the Patriots. We're not going to get into that too much. But uh, one touchdown, one interception again for Brady. Mm-hmm. So, that's one, two, three, four weeks and five interceptions. Okay. So, it's getting a bit, bit ropey there. Then they play the Bills in week 16 at home. They win 37 points to 16, but another interception. Okay. And two touchdowns. Yeah, people have interceptions, man. He does, uh, yeah. He just seems to be on a roll there. Mm-hmm. So that's five games where he's thrown six interceptions. Then they get the Jets at home. Jets don't turn up. I think Bryce Petty played that game. 26 points to six uh, is the win, and that's week 17 done. Um, they end up 13-3. and three. They've scored 455 points. They've allowed 299 points against them. So that's that's decent. It's pretty decent. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's winning games decent. Yeah. Uh, they end up with the number one seed. Same record as the Steelers, but the Week 15 result tips it to them for the one seed. Okay, I didn't realise that was the... What, what was the game changer? That's interesting. Yes. So that's very we important. Go. Week 15. There we go. Not going to talk about it. Then we go... <laughs> So then they get the the division game against the Titans. Yeah, that wasn't even really a game. Uh, over by half time, thirty five to fourteen, they win. Uh, that was three, a garbage time touchdown as well, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So really, it should have been thirty five to seven. Uh, three touchdowns, zero interceptions for Brady. Um, then they play the Jags in the conference game. Great conference game there. Jags lose twenty four points to twenty. Brady gets two touchdowns, zero interceptions. So for those keeping score. He goes into the Super Bowl having scored 37 37 touchdowns and 8 interceptions. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, 37 and 8 record. 
that's that's pretty impressive. And what I like as well, when it became crunch time, playoff time, time to win games, if I'm counting correctly, is that five touchdowns, no interceptions? When? Oh, yeah, in the playoffs, in the playoffs yeah, yeah, five and zero. Yeah. It's pretty good in two games. Um, so that's started with his four-week average, two and a half uh, yeah. touchdowns a game. Yeah, there's only two games where he failed to score a touchdown. That was week one and week 13. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, they're dominating. <laughs> they did dominate. They dominated. There was a huge that huge run there from week five to week thirteen where they just, just laid down the groundwork. Yeah, there. Just lost one game. Yeah, unbelievable. Mm. Really? What about the Eagles? How did they get there? Let's go to the Eagles then. So, Eagles started week one against the Redskins mm-hmm. and they won thirty points to seventeen. Not even close. Then they play the Chiefs away. And they lose 20 points to 27. So Chiefs had a 2-0 and start to that. Um, that was when them. Chiefs were on a little tear, though, weren't they? They were. They won f- yeah, six straight. You might describe them as something, but... White hot. <laughs> <laughs> then you get the Giants at home. And the Eagles win 27 points to 24. That was a bit of a squeaker. What was a squeaker? Odell was still healthy, I think, at that point. He was. And um, from from memory, Wentz had a couple of absolute Houdini plays as well to keep him yes. in Yes, yes. Uh, then they play the Chargers away, and they win, 26 points to 24. Yeah, it was a tight one as well. We had a good game. We mm. played well that game. Mm. Well, your defense was really coming into its own then, Yeah, it? that was when, you know, Bosa and, and Ingram were rolling. Yeah. So then week five, they uh, are home to the Cardinals. Cardinals are terrible, so uh, the Eagles won 34 points to seven. Then they get the Panthers in week six away. They win 28 points to 23. And so at this point... They're five and one. They're already top of the NFC, I think, and it's a stranglehold they never really let go of. No, they didn't. They didn't. Despite what I'm assuming you're gonna mention in a few minutes. It's coming up. <laughs> yeah. It's why I haven't talked about touchdowns and interceptions, because the person throwing them is not relevant for this game. No, I think at this point, Wentz was for me the, the front runner for MVP. Yeah. I thought. He was doing well, wasn't he? I thought he was MVP at this point. <laughs> Especially those plays where he's played a few squeaker games, but has managed to, one, rally, his, rally the troops and and get the victory, but two, he just, you know, he kept a minute with, with his legs or by staying on his on his feet when it looked like he was going to be sacked. He was, um, it was, it was awesome to watch. Yeah, because if you look at it, the opposition is scoring over 20 points a yeah. game. You need to be able to keep up with yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, they beat the Panthers 28 points to 23 away. Then they go home again to the Redskins and beat them 34 points to 24. Yep. I think that was the play when, that was the game when the play happened where Wentz looked like he was sacked for all the world and then managed to kind of Houdini out of it. Yeah, yeah. You seem then, to, you seem to have one of those every week. Does it, yeah, does it a lot. Yeah. The season. <laughs> um, then you got the Niners at home. So that was, again, with CJ Bethard. So let's have it right. Uh, they won 30, uh, 33 points to 10. Then they had the Broncos at home. They <laughs> They beat them 51 points to 23. That was the game where I think they benched Paxton Lynch. Oh, when he cried? Yeah. I think that's the crying game. All right. I don't remember. I just remember him crying. Then they get week 10 by. So, Patriots had week 9. Eagles had week 10. That's the perfect time, really, isn't it, to have a, a bye week is halfway through the season. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's... You it's don't want it too early and you don't want it too late. No. Really. it's um that's yeah that's about right for both teams where if you're 
if you're winning, you know, they were on a seven game winning streak. In, in so. this instance, they were they were playing amazing well, and and obviously the Patriots were on a bit of a tear as well, despite mm-hmm. a, a shaky start. But um, you know, if you're sort of four and four at that point, for you to get a bye week at week nine mm-hmm. allows you to sort of reassess where, where your issues are and, and try and push for a player from. But for these two, it's they've been so dominant. It's actually quite probably quite nice time for them to have a break, just rest up, rest up, and 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 come back and, and continue with what they were doing. Yeah, because they had a divisional game when they came back. It was against the Cowboys in uh, Dallas mm-hmm. or Arlington, I should say, really. Um, but they won 37 points to nine. Uh, wasn't close at no. all. Then they get the Bears at home. That's not going to be close. 31 points to th- three was yeah. the final score. Uh, and then you've got week 13, Seahawks away. This is the Eagles' second loss of the season. They lose 24 points to 10, where Russell Wilson just tore it up. Yeah. Um, that was a proper MVP caliber game from yeah. Wilson. It was. Week 14... Yeah, it's the Rams away, and we know how this goes. They won the game forty-three points to thirty-five, but <laughs> Carson Wentz manages to tear his ACL trying to run through Roger Saffold and another <laughs> and the linebacker. I think yeah, trying to get into the end zone doesn't work out. No, it didn't work out. No, that was horrific. Um, he still scored a touchdown on the next play, though. Still yeah, he finished did, off yeah. the season, series with a, a passing touchdown. Yeah, yeah, he's um, he's my hero. <laughs> like, it was just so disappointing because I think at that point he was in my opinion was the MVP mm. and you know just these things happen he was good in his first year he showed promise but then he just he took it to another level yeah um, he was in the conversation of the, the best quarterback of of that season not just the most entertaining and likely to win a Super Bowl because of their record and, and you know he had just had these highlight plays but mm. genuinely just the the best quarterback I think at that point in time um well, at the end of last season, we knew that what they needed was some receivers to throw to. Yeah. And he got given that with Olshon Jeffrey. And Zach Ertz has stepped up as well. Yeah, and you could see that it meant something. Because Jeffrey did one of those one-year rent contracts, try and get a big deal next yeah. year. Which he did, mm-hmm. but they don't often stay with the team that they do the one-year rental with. Yeah, And for him, halfway through the season, to go, actually, no, I want to commit my future to this because I want to play with this guy. That was so telling that you know he knew that they had something special in that combination yeah. of him and Wentz. So um, yeah, it was it, it was epic and and just so disappointing from a from a neutral perspective. I, I you know I, at that point I knew the the charges were out of it. Um, I know you <laughs> sort of still had some skin in the game, but I it did. was it was um, so disappointing that the, the most entertaining player to watch, you know, last year was 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 injured. I think we lost one of the most entertaining players a lot earlier than that. Oh, you get off Deshaun Watson's... I will not get off Deshaun Watson's... <laughs> are you, or are you talking about Odell Beckham? No, I'm talking about Deshaun Watson. All right, okay. Deshaun Watson Shut was throwing t- five touchdowns a game. We're talking about the Eagles. Just saying, man. <laughs> MVP candidate. It's only because he went down so early. He's not an MVP candidate. He would have been. He would have been. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me next season, all right? <laughs> he would have been off Give him a rookie. full season. Anyway, so Foles comes in in relief for the rest of the game. Zero and zero doesn't matter. You know, he didn't come in early in the game. Um, then you got the Giants in week fifteen. Now we know what a hot mess the Giants were this season, uh, but it was a relatively close game. They did put up a fight, but the Eagles did win away thirty-four points to twenty-nine, thanks to Foles throwing four touchdowns and zero interceptions in the game. Yeah, no one really saw that happening. And no, just come out and zinged it. So he had nothing to lose. Yeah, he's also been trading with Case Keenum over the summer. Yes, 
backups that throw 4 TDs. <laughs> yeah. But the Rams are scratching their head over those two. Then you've got the Raiders at home in week 16. They won 19 points to 10. Foles threw one touchdown and one interception in that game. And then the last game was the uh, snooze fest against the Cowboys, where they lost six points to zero. Foles threw one interception, and then they pulled him for the rest of the game. That was a really weird move to pull the guy that you're going into the playoffs with when he's thrown an interception. Yeah, I haven't given them a chance to get some positive stuff on the board. Yeah, I think they knew that he was going to be the guy moving forward. So from their perspective, obviously losing Wentz towards the end of the game in uh, in in the manner they did, I think they were just more conscious of. They'd, they'd already sewn up the, the, the one seed, so yeah. they didn't need to risk him. But, I know you're resting him physically, but mentally, is that... A, well, it might not have made any difference, but... I don't, I don't think he really cares. Well, that's good. I, 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 I don't. I think Foles has got this mentality. I think we, we see when he plays, he doesn't often throw interceptions. Mm-hmm. Throughout his career, he's not been a guy who often throws interceptions. I no. know he's got more... He had, what, two or three at this point? He's thrown two, yeah. Two, and um, four touchdowns. Yeah. It's a decent record for the games he's played, but... Uh, five. Five touchdowns. Perfect, even better. But he's not someone <laughs> that does that regularly, so I don't think they were, they're no. worried that this was a trend that was forming. Okay. It was an absolute snooze game as well, so... <laughs> yeah. So that means that the Eagles finished 13-3. and three. They scored 406 points over the season and allowed 346. So scored less... Scored less, scored less allowed more. more. Not too much. It's still good good stats, you know. Yeah. Still, well, they, still doing well. They were number one seed, so yeah, they, are, yeah. they did well, but Patriots stats were a joke. Yeah. So then you move into the divisional game against the Falcons at home, but everyone's expecting the Falcons battle-tested to uh, to roll over the Eagles. Don't look at me like that when you say it. I'm just making sure you agree. <laughs> well, I, I said that before the game. <laughs> but the Eagles win it 15 points to 10. Foles doesn't score uh, any touchdowns, doesn't concede any interceptions either. But uh, it was a bit of a slobber knocker. It was, yeah. Defensive performance on both sides. It was. So they get through to the conference, and again, they're the underdogs against the Minnesota Vikings, but they absolutely steamrolled the Vikings, (laughs) 38 points to 7. Foles throws three touchdowns, zero interceptions on the game. It it wasn't close from the end of the first quarter, was it, really? No. That defense showed up for the Eagles. I think it was like the first Vikings drive they scored, and then nothing. That was it. Yeah. That's your lot. That's your lot. <laughs> you can go home now. Yeah. Excellent pick six. Really changed momentum as well. Fans yeah. got involved. Yeah. It was um, brilliant. Yeah. Great game for them. It means that Foles has a record of eight touchdowns to two interceptions. Now, if you extrapolate that through the other games that he missed, that means he would have had a record of 24 touchdowns to six interceptions. Yeah. That's fine. Which is kind of fair because some games he scored four and other games didn't score anything. So yeah. it's kind of... It, that would even out to about that record. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, 24 and 6. Mm-hmm. It's not 37 and 8, but... Uh, it's... Yeah, but he, we don't expect him to be Brady. No. Wentz was on his way to a 37 and 8 record. Yeah. And he would, based on his performance at the start of the season, we would put him in that category as one of the sort of elite quarterbacks in the league. Mm. Foles isn't that. Foles is someone who can... He's got the ability to go and, and chuck it about, but he's more about playing it I don't want to say safe or conservative because it's, it's uh, a bit disrespectful but he's just he's he's very careful with the ball mm-hmm. um, which is what what you need especially from a backup if you've got someone who has got the ability to go out and chuck it but also is just not going to give away stupid field position or throw pick sixes it's um, 
that's that's hugely important, especially when you're playing good defense. Yeah, it is. Obviously, we are talking about a backup quarterback, but we are talking about a former starter. There's a difference between yeah. a guy who's always been a backup quarterback and has just been dumped in. Yeah, like AJ McCarron. Yeah, for example, he's, he's got to be late twenties as well. He's not. He's not this. Yeah, he's not young. Veteran. Um, veteran. He's not super old. He's not mid thirties. Guy's been knocking around for a mm-hmm. while. He knows the plays. He's a guy who's still in his prime, fi- yeah. like from a physical standpoint. Yeah. So, but they keep getting the underdog tag. They keep every round. They've yeah. been like, well, it's just Nick, it's Nick Foles, so yeah. they're going to lose. Yeah. Well, I think if you look at so to use the Steelers as an example, when Roethlisberger's not playing and you've got Landry Jones in, <laughs> yeah. I think you're going to lose. Yeah. I don't trust Landry Jones, despite no. the fact you've got Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, all these like, you know, all pro talents. Mm-hmm. I don't trust your backup. Yeah. Me neither. I don't trust him. Most teams I don't. Patriots aside, because they just seem to stumble across these guys. Yeah, but they've got Brian Hoyer there now. Yeah, but who's been a starter? Yeah. And has lost his job in several places. Yeah, he has. He's an absolute <laughs> man. But it's... Um, it's they just always seem, always seem to draft someone in the third, fourth, fifth round that, that, that ends up being a, a starting quarterback. You know, Brissett, they had... They had Brissett, who yeah. ended the season as starting quarterback. Garoppolo, who ended the season as starting quarterback. And yep. Brady, who probably will win the MVP this year. They oh, were yeah. the starting three quarterbacks they had at the... In the uh, that, that's what they had at training camp. It's a joke, isn't it? That's, that's madness. <laughs> that's, that is madness. Yeah. So it's crazy, but Foles is... It's even more crazy they've got rid of two of them. Yeah, for yeah, for yeah. a song basically. Yeah, well, they didn't need to get rid of Brissett because he still had no. two years left on his rookie deal. Do you hear the rumours? Well, Pats fans are actually convinced that Garoppolo's coming back to them. Oh, that'd be so good. No, it wouldn't. Oh my god, that'd be the best bit of business I've ever seen in my life. What do they get? Third round pick, second round pick for him. Second round pick. Oh, god, they reckon he's coming back. Well, that's what Pats fans reckon. No, he's going to stay. Yeah, why would you want to move from the the West Coast with Carl Shanahan and a team that's going to be built around you? I the only thing that would make me want to stay is Josh McDaniels, and he's not going to be there anyway. No, and Belichick sixty five. Yeah, I Brady's going to retire at sixty five. But this is this is where Pats fans have got to now as, as a mentality. That'd be so oh, good if he does. They'll just come back. Oh you know. my god, everyone would hate them even more than they already do. <laughs> I think that'd be brilliant. Um, just oh, what a change! What a twist! Absolute twist. Uh, anyway, going back to Nick Foles, the yeah. guy is not the the bog standard backup. No, he is. He's not a Derek Anderson, is he? He could he could legit have still been the starter for the Eagles at mm-hmm. this point now, instead of Wentz. If Chip Kelly hadn't if run Chip out of town, hadn't run him out of town. yeah, like that. And, and I, I'm not trying. I don't think that's wrong of me to say. I think he actually performed no. excellently well. Chip's first season. Yep. Then he decided he didn't want him. He wanted Mariota. Yeah. Couldn't trade up in the draft for him. Knocked up Foles' confidence, played a little bit bad, and then got rid of him. Yeah. Just had the excuse he needed, yeah, basically. Yeah, absolutely. So, Foles is, um, Foles is, is, you know, Foles is a baller. He can, he's, he can make all the throws. He's careful with the balls we've touched on. Yeah, we're constantly putting and he him as the underdogs. Yeah. And he obviously, he wants to be in Philadelphia. That's yeah. hugely important, which means the fans will get behind him, players are behind him. He could have gone anywhere. And maybe even competed as a starter, but he obviously settled after he he got drafted. Liked Philadelphia, took a pay cut, went back there to be a backup, and he knew he was going to be a backup. Yeah. So now he's got you know it's not he's comfortable there now. This is this it's it's the perfect scenario for for a coach to have someone who wants to be there who's very, who's 
a real elite backup. Mm. Yeah, amazing. I'm, so, I'm struggling to think of a better backup. I can't think of one in the league. Maybe have to think about this a bit more. But um, yeah, I can't think of so one, just of one without saying anything, like giving anything away. Yep. So when you come to make your prediction later mm-hmm. on in this podcast about who's going to win the Super Bowl, yeah, Foles being the quarterback is not going to factor into that. Decision. Yeah, of course it is. Because if Wentz was a, if, if Wentz was a quarterback, it'd be completely different. Don't try to set me out. Foles is the excellent at what he does. Wentz You're not going to say no, no, they're going to lose it because of Nick Foles. No, I don't think he'll be the reason they lose. No, but Wentz is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Foles is a very good backup. Could mm. probably start on a few teams. Yeah, there is a big difference between him and Wentz. Well, there is. His passer rating in the last game was like 144. Yeah, because he doesn't turn the ball over. No. He scores touchdowns. <laughs> and he scores touchdowns. That was against the Vikings defence. Yeah. Arguably no, the amazing... best defence in the league. Yeah, he had an amazing game, for sure. Yeah. Who would you rather start? If you <laughs> Would you rather Who? Wentz yeah. or Foles? Don't be an idiot. Can I start and... both? <laughs> Who would you uh... rather start? <laughs> one game to win let's call one it game. the Super Bowl yeah <laughs> who would you rather I'm sure the Eagles would want Carson Wentz as well who as well as you as well as me okay so there you go that's just a stupid question no it isn't a stupid <laughs> right there you go okay 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 alright so I think we've done our recap yeah. of the two teams and how they got there I think yeah. everyone understands yeah so do you want to take a break and then we'll come back and talk about some trade movements? Yeah, for sure. Cool. Welcome back, guys, to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. This is the Super Bowl preview show. And we have just gone back and looked at the Patriots and the Eagles and how they got to this position. So before we do your prediction, King, we're going to talk about the big trade news that's happened uh-huh. over the last 24 hours. Yeah. And... It's concerning both of the biggest free agent quarterbacks going into the offseason. Yep. Apart so, from Drew Brees. Case Keenum. Drew Brees. Or Case Keenum. <laughs> it's, so, ba- it's concerning two quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, two quarterbacks, middle of the road, <laughs> Mr. Vanilla and uh, Mr. Hot and Cold. Because Alex Smith has been traded to the uh, Washington Redskins in exchange for Kendall Fuller, promising cornerback. Yep. And a third round pick. Okay. Mm, this year. Yeah. It's not bad for a unrestricted uh, restricted free agent. It's not, is it? Seeing as though he's only had one year left on his contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, by parting with Smith, the Chiefs saved $17 million against the 2018 salary cap. Um, I mean, Washington's only options really were to have been one, let Cousins walk, who's had the franchise tag this season. Mm-hmm. Two, transition tag him so the team could have the right to match any offer Cousins received uh, from any other teams. Or three, use the franchise tag again, which would have uh, cost more than $34 million for the 2018 season again. Yeah. And meant he could, he'll be an unrestricted free agent then. Yeah. After. Yeah. So, the Redskins have agreed a four-year contract extension with Alex Smith, who had one season left on his deal, and will pay him an average of roughly $23 million a season with, and this is the one I've got to talk about, King. Seventy million guaranteed over the life of the contract. Yeah, that's a nice chunk of change. Yeah, he's done for well. a soon-to-be thirty-four-year-old quarterback entering that twilight of his career. Yeah, he's got some wheels, though, hasn't he? In the regular season, 
Yeah, but he's just he's quick. <laughs> isn't he? He's fast. Um, he's not good at throwing on the move, though. No, he's not. But he's just rapid. It's odd. He's strangely fast. <laughs> he is quick. He's, he's, he's a, quick. As you say, he's a thirty-four-year-old white dude. <laughs> he's really quick. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's me making assumptions. Um, yeah, stereotypes. I don't know. Right. Um, <laughs> don't care. The who's who's won this trade? Because it must be the Chiefs, right? They they weren't going to play him anyway next season. They wanted to get rid of him, and they've got. A big, big need filled there with Kendall Fuller. They needed some another cornerback to go against uh, Marcus Peters. Yeah. So they've sorted one of those problems out going into the draft. Yeah, and they've obviously they've got the got best quarterback ever. Uh, yeah. Playing now. They've they've picked up another draft pick because they gave up first and second round picks for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So they got some some more draft stock going into this mm-hmm. uh, off season. Third round yeah. picks for days. Yeah. So. <laughs> All in all, that's a good bit of business, and they've saved themselves seventeen million in cap space. Yeah, I can't see a downside to this yeah. movement. And for, our Lord and Savior Pat Mahomes is starting. Well, yeah, you love him so much. I don't know why you're. The, I think you're just being so salty because more. I do like him. No, you. I. He's very talented. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's that should be enough, right? It. That's all we've seen. Well, it's talent. Yeah, yeah sorry about that. <laughs> no, but I do. Oh, get off. You need to get off him and Deshaun Watson. Why? Because... Why can't I be excited by quarterbacks? No, it's excellent. It's excellent. Super good. Um, what are you going to do when Brady retires? Nothing. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not a Patriots fan. You're not going to watch football anymore? No, I won't. They don't play like they used to. <laughs> in my day, they stood in the pocket for 10 minutes. <laughs> they do. Yeah. He is unreal. Um, you must love Nick Foles then. He's a good quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good quarterback. But Start for the Chargers. Yeah, he's not Wentz. No. Okay. okay. Wentz, I love. But Wentz is a dual threat quarterback. I don't know why you've got a problem with me liking dual I threat quarterbacks. I don't have an issue with the fact they're dual threat. <laughs> I like single I've threat. I've seen nothing. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like four yard outs. I um, no, I, I, I like... I like Metamorph. I like... <laughs> I like Mahomes' upside. Yeah. And that's exciting. I'm looking yeah. forward to see what happens. I like seeing fresh blood coming into the league and, I, and make stuff interesting. I love it. I like the Jared Goff had a great year this year as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why you got very close with that. I don't know. Just you... Oh, my God. Just... What? Love them, mate. Let's talk about Kirk Cousins and Alex Smith, shall we? Yeah. So... I don't know. Who, I think both teams did all right out of it. You think the Redskins did all right with that move? They've yeah. got someone four or five years older than they had in the position. Yep. He doesn't really do any better in stats. Nope. This is the first time he got over 4,000 yards in the season. Uh-huh. It's taken 13 seasons. Yep. He's also He also at one point had 10 offensive coordinators in like nine years. So yeah, but he he's also had, had no consistency. He also had he's number one receivers one. to throw at, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, he had quality players around him. Yeah, I just think they want more consistent play and they'll get that from from Smith as you I said think, you called him Mr. Hot and Cold there's a reason for that in name yeah Kirk Cousins is Mr. Hot and Cold yeah, he'll Mr. win you a game he'll then lose you a game exactly, absolutely whereas Alex Smith will win you loads of games then lose you a game in the playoffs so, <laughs> so what's the point I don't know mate why are you paying this guy 70 million in guaranteed money to lose in the playoffs I don't know <laughs> yeah, but you said it was a bit decent bit yeah, business. but they're in a division with the, the current Super Bowl team in mm-hmm. the Eagles an emerging team in the Cowboys with a quarterback who you also love. Yeah. 
Right. And a team that's got some weapons but need a new... They've got the second pick in the draft this year. Mm. They're picking the quarterback. Should do, I think. But, yeah. you know, they're not going to be... That, in theory, they're not going to be that high again. So, yeah, I think they probably would take a quarterback. Same way that the Cowboys wanted to take one of the two quarterbacks when they took Ezekiel Elliott. Right. With their fourth pick. But they couldn't get up there to take one of them. And their theory was, we're not going to be this high in the draft again. We want to take a quarterback. Unfortunately... Other teams need other quarterbacks. Te- other teams needed them. They also tried trading back into the first round to get Paxton Lynch. So these teams, <laughs> these teams, yeah, well, they had an absolute touch with Dak Prescott. Yeah. But teams like the the Giants will take a quarterback when they have an opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. So I think basically what I'm saying is I don't think I don't think we really have to worry about them doing well in the, in the playoffs. I think they're going to struggle to make it. <laughs> That's another point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with Alex Smith, they're hoping to make the playoffs. Yeah. So they can lose in the playoffs. Well, they're li- they're more likely to win more regular season games with Smith than they are Cousins. Possibly. I think they are. They've got some good weapons there. They have. They have. They've got just, a good coach I don't, as well. I like it's Green. just an A1 and A2, as you'd say, you know. Yeah, it's, it's much... You're robbing if, Peter to pay Paul, as far you, as I'm you, concerned. They've getting, just lost four years of life on a quarterback. Yeah, but you, you've got two middle-of-the-road quarterbacks. I don't think Cousins is elite and I don't th- in that elite category, and I don't think that Smith is either. No. Except now you've got a more consistent one. So from their perspective, <laughs> I kind of get it. Actually, yeah. I do get it. Um, you know, and they want to move on from Cousins, and that's fine. Obviously, he's he's played well, but he's not got them over the hump. It's a bit of a smack in the face for Cousins because I feel bad for him. He's not done badly for that franchise, considering what they would have been left with after the RGN consi- uh, you know, debacle. Yeah, they were drafted the same year. Yeah, Cousins and but it was a fourth round pick, RG wasn't Frey. it? I think. Yeah, Michigan State. I think he played for. Is that the problem? Is that because they drafted him in fourth round, they don't feel that they can start him? No, I don't think that makes a difference. Look at the two it quarterbacks like, they're playing now in the Super but Bowl. But it seems like they always kind of had to settle for him. They There was clearly never any love from the Redskins to Kirk Cousins. No, he was in that real, that awkward phase. We had a couple of years where um, Rivers' um, play dropped off. Yeah. Where they're good enough to win your games but they're also good enough to throw games away. So you end up with this 8-8 eight and eight record, which is mm-hmm. not bad enough to then get a good high draft pick to take a quarterback. They'll draft Allo, Limbo. Allo the Giants this season. They yeah. probably need to. <laughs> but, and also, it's enough that you can justify keeping him as a starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like It's tough to sort of justify, right, I'm going to drop you because you had a 9-6 and six record this year. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Or 9-7 or whatever. But it's... Um, yeah, but... I think he was in that that they had, were in that phase, unfortunately. But if that's the case, then don't sign Alex Smith. No. If you want to crash, then yeah, I'd have traded Cousins last year when the Browns were after him, because mm. like, you could have got a first round pick from him at that point. He wasn't Garoppolo, who no. we'd only seen for a couple of games, yeah. second round value. Yeah, he was Cousins. He's who got won a body of work. Legit, he got into the playoffs. Games. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, he got the skins into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got t- uh, torched by the Packers. Yeah. But still, they got into the playoffs. Yep, I know. So I think that from that perspective, they could have got a first round for him. So who's going to take Cousins then? There's going to be a load of suitors for him. They reckon, uh, the, well, Von Miller wants him to come to the Broncos. Yep. Seems like a lot of money. Elway doesn't like spending that money on on players, really. Um, I don't think he minds solidifying the quarterback position. He paid Manning a fair amount to, to move Yeah, up. but that was a stopgap. Well, that was a win now, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a win um, right now. They're <laughs> still kind of in. They're still kind of in that. So I guess they think with with more elite, uh, you know, 
not elite necessarily, but with improved quarterback <laughs> play, that they've got a chance to to make inroads in the playoffs. That defense is still stout. Mm. They've got weapons. Sanders and and Thomas might be top five pairings in the league if they stay together. If they stay together, yeah, absolutely. But it's they've 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 got weapons there. They've got the ability to win games. They just don't have a quarterback that they can believe in. And if you speak to Denver Dave, which I do, mm-hmm. he says their O line is made of Swiss cheese. So yeah, that is sure. the biggest need. Yeah. Because no matter who you put in there, they're mm-hmm. going to be slaughtered. Yeah. Well, they got bowls, Garibaldi's can't they, didn't they? They did, but it's not enough. Okay. You need an entire line sorted out. Well, he's going to be a free agent, so you don't need to. You're not going to give away a first round pick, solidify no. the offensive line, and get Cousins. Mm. Solved. You're welcome, Dave. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. Maybe hit. Maybe. All right. I don't know. Maybe the Brown. Uh, they need to go first round. First. First overall pick. They need to take a quarterback. Yeah. The problem is you, you're taking a quarterback number one, mm-hmm. and you're going to pay thirty four million no. for a quarterback to no. come in. No. 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 They'll trade for Nick Foles. <laughs> yeah, they might do. Could be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Talking of uh, great quarterbacks mm-hmm. like Nick Foles, let's just uh, dip quickly into the MVP race and the rookies of the year. Yeah, don't they How do it the that? day before the Super Bowl? The awards. Yeah, so we're about to find out. Yeah. But, uh, before we do, I thought I'd ask you, King, who you think should be the MVP of the 2017 2018 season. Okay. Should be or should will be? Because it will be. Brady. Yes. Who should it be? Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley? Okay. Yeah. I think so. You look at his stats, his third year in the in the league. Um he was he was the best offensive weapon on the most improved team. Definitely a comeback year for Todd Gurley after what we witnessed last year. Yeah. Yeah, he still had eight hundred and eighty five yards last year rushing. But that's nothing compared to what he should be doing. We well, got 1,100 in his rookie season. I don't think that yeah. helped him. Yeah, yeah. but uh, this year, 1,300 yards rushing, 13 rushing TDs. Mm-hmm. And receiving? Rece- oh, this is the thing, mate. Receiving 788 yards receiving Ow! and six touchdowns. Ow! <laughs> With a long of 80. That boy was on fire. He was on fire. It was um, absolutely unbelievable. And if you watched him against, say, the Seahawks, they would... All loading up to get him, and they just couldn't stop him. No, this is true. You know, you know who they're going to. Mm-hmm. It's either him or Cooper Cup. Yeah, and he's... invariably it was Todd Gurley that was getting the ball. But this time the line was able to sort him out and uh, give him the, the holes he needed. Yeah, for him to get over two thousand yards from scrimmage, and um, yeah, nineteen touchdowns. Just, I th- I think the the fact that he was it, it was an improvement for him, but it was also he just completely dominated. And made their offense potent. Yeah. He then that massively improved his quarterback because play action all of a sudden became a thing, which it wasn't last season. Mm-hmm. Um, Cooper Cup came in and, and became sort of a safety blanket on third downs as well yeah. for, for Goff. But that team was so improved, made the playoffs, which no one really expected coming into the season. Mm-hmm. They were dominant throughout the th- throughout the year, and the mainstay on offense was Todd Gurley. I don't think he's the best player. I think their best player was Aaron Donald, but as we know, defensive players... Why do you love Aaron Donald so much? Because he's the best defensive player just talent. In the league. I mean, it's only talent. He's the best player in the league. <laughs> uh, but defensive players don't win. If if JJ Watt wasn't winning two years ago, there's no way a defensive player's going to win this year. So, uh, yeah, I think it was Todd Gurley. What about okay. you? It was Tom Brady. Well, it's going to be Tom Brady. Yeah, but I think it should be Tom Brady. 
Hey? <laughs> what is happening? Oh, there's a, there's a bomb drop. What is happening? I know. Obviously, I think it should be Tom Brady. Oh, you said it should be. You said it should be Todd Gurley. Yeah, but I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> Brady's going to win it. Well, then I'll be the realist. Then on, I then. think honestly, you know, you you've got to hold it up after, like I said, four games. It was two and two. Mm-hmm. People questioning a 39 year old quarterback. Yeah, he was two and two with ten touchdowns and zero interceptions. I yeah. know, I know, but people still, yeah, people questioned it. I'm just saying. All I right? know, no, I agree. And I agree. we've been waiting for the, you know, the the Peyton Manning style wall to hit. You know, that happens to apparently all other quarterbacks. Yep. Where your play doesn't just slightly get worse; it just drops off a cliff. Yep. And it just hasn't happened. Nope. And so, for that reason, and the stats he put up, you know, 37 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Yeah. He he's been on another level. Yeah, he has been. I agree. They got the number one seed because of him, not because of the defense. Nope, absolutely not. I agree. He has been they're very, key, very, very consistent. They had sporadic injuries with with key players as well, and, and yeah. that didn't phase him at all. No, you look at the Jacksonville game. Yeah, it, it fell onto his shoulders. He loves it. He steps up at the, oh. in the big moment. He's he is ridiculous in those moments. So I think that's that's real telling. Obviously, I know this is an MVP for the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's you know from a voter standpoint, that's going to stick in the mind. Yeah, because they'll be plugging in their ballots this week. Yeah, it's um. You just look at. It's yeah, a great pick. He right? he carries the team. He does to an ex- you know on his shoulders. They have got some good talent on on both sides of the ball, mm-hmm. but it revolves around him. I think there's one uh, th- one thing I'll add to that, and I I do think he'll win it, and I think he should. I thought Gurley needed a shout out. I kind oh, of yeah. thought you'd go with. I'd, well, I honestly <laughs> had no idea. I kind of thought you'd go with Brady for a bit of a curveball, which I I'm pleased you did. But he is the only player at the moment in the league that has that look in his eyes. And he can just change games mm. on his own. Mm. Just he decides, right, we're going to win this one, and no one else at the moment can do that. Well, Rod- so in- Rogers used to be able to. Roethlisberger as well had that yeah. ability. But it's, it's the the level of experience just means that he knows every play in the book, mm-hmm. and he he's able to read defenses. On you know he he plays against the defense so well. Yeah, Did and he's see- got the the people around him know exactly what to do. So. Yeah. Did you see um, he's released a documentary in America? I don't know if you've ever yeah. watched it. Yeah. No, not watch it. I don't want to watch it. But. Did you see him talk about film? I don't know if you've seen a, a clip no. or anything. No. Um, he just said he could watch film all day and he sits there for five hours at a time. He goes, all I do is watch film for 10 hours on a Monday, 10 hours on a Tuesday. I then train. Um, we, tra- we train Wednesdays, Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. After, in the evenings, all I do is watch film. Um, Saturdays, we do a walkthrough. I watch film all day Saturday. Um, and then we have the games. He goes, to be honest, I could just watch film. I don't even have to play. I could just watch film. I just love it. Yeah. It's, like, it's like playing poker, watching people. They have like defense, um, you know, each defense has certain nuances where you can read them. You can look at how they've lined up and yeah. kind of guess where they're at. But players have tells. Mm-hmm. He's like, so I'll go off specific players. I'll literally check everyone. Yeah. It's just, he's 40 years old, married to a super Brazilian supermodel and he cares about watching <laughs> film 50 hours a week. Yeah, there's something wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not talk about him too much more now because nope. right? I'm sure we're going to be talking about him after Sunday's game when we so. do our uh, Super Bowl Aftermath podcast yeah. on uh, Monday um, mm-hmm. so let's talk about the rookies because mm-hmm. obviously there were some exciting players this year let's start with Offensive Rookie of the Year King and let me just throw in some candidates yeah I already know who I'm going for but yeah <laughs> Alvin Kamara yeah Cooper Cup Kareem Hunt Tariq Cohen Juju Smith-Schuster yeah. Leonard Fournette. Yep. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. 
So who's who are you giving it to? Alvin Kamara. I thought you might. <laughs> Alvin Kamara. Third round pick as well. Yep. There were some off the field concerns about Alvin Kamara. There were. There were. So but, um, there were sixteen games this season. He was he was healthy throughout. Do you yeah. know how many games he started? Sixteen. No, started three. What do you mean he started three? Start, oh, because Ingram. Started three. Well, oh, all right, okay. Started three games. <laughs> rush attempts, he had 120. No one's going to be impressed with that stat. No, he had 120 <laughs> rush attempts for the year. Yeah. 728 yards. <laughs> he also had eight touchdowns. With a yard average of 6.1. Mm. Yeah. Five's good. For, for those of you who don't really know what that stat means, five is very good average. Yards. Yeah. Clubs per carry. 6.1's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So he also had 81 receptions for 826 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah. <sighs> it wasn't just that he was getting those monster plays. It was that he was just mercurial, wasn't he? Anytime he needed to do something on offense, yep. they handed it to him and off he went. He did. So Gurley got tons and tons of touches, yeah. saw the bulk of them. Of, of Didn't have to share it with Mark Ingram. Absolutely. And he got just over 2,000 yards total. Mm-hmm. This in a reduced role mm. as a rookie, fifteen hundred and fifty four total yards from scrimmage and thirteen touchdowns. Yeah, it's mental. Yeah. He I think so he, he is fully deserving of it. For someone who's fairly slow he's not massive, no. big bodied running back. He was getting hit as well. He was getting smashed. He's he always, hurdling people, he's getting knocked over. You can't help but be impressed. He always falls forward, which is important for a running back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was absorbing hits, he was duking, just did everything he could and got in the end zone far too often for other teams liking yeah so he's my pick I did seriously consider Juju Smith-Schuster thank you um, and Deshaun Watson if he'd have played 10 games because yeah. of the Bosa thing last year playing 10 games one defensive rookie of the year yeah. I think that's now the bar for the minimum amount of games you can play that sounds fair so. sounds fair um, let's go on to defensive rookie of the year then who, this... who would you have gone with offensive I just said Alvin Kamara oh, I wasn't listening awesome. <laughs> awesome although you've got to say Kareem Hunt had an epic season if they just used him all the way through yep it's not his fault Andy Reid always does it doesn't he yeah always goes away from his best weapon yeah let's talk defensive then because there's a good chance it's going to be two Saints yeah Uh, so I just want to put in the the candidates Uh they're all first round as well I look back through the draft Mm -hmm. I couldn't pick out anyone from a later round defensively as a rookie that I felt could be um, rookie of the year on the defensive side no not rookie of the year no there's some good there's some good players that come out later rounds but no one that's in consideration for rookie of the year Um, so the contenders I thought were Derek Barnett if he'd have played more 100% because I think he got five and a half he got five and a half sacks but he's still in it he wasn't starting (laughs) yeah but he's still in the game and got the only sack in last week's game for them to Tredavious White he has been balling out all season Mm mm-hmm Really turned around that secondary for the Bills. Uh, yeah, killed it. Miles Garrett. Yeah. At number one. Yeah. Had an okay, but maybe because he was number one, he's, yeah. you know, you're judging him by a different yeah. set of... Uh, it was all this, he is a once-in-a-generation talent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he did well. Yeah. Jamal Adams. He's my second choice. Yeah. Jamal Adams was amazing for the Jets. He feels like a captain there for the next 10 years. That's exactly what I was going to say. He's the only person that's come in and immediately become the leader of the whole team. Yep. Marshall Nightingale. Yeah. (laughs) Went number 11 
Number 11? Yeah. Do you know who passed on him? Chargers. Chargers passed on him. Well, they went for Mike Williams. <laughs> yeah, he's did really well. Two catches. Yeah. Anyway, yes, I'm going with the so Saints. Marshall Lattimore? I'm going back-to-back Saints. Marshall Lattimore, what a beast. 13 games, 13 games started. You mentioned after week two, mm. or three it was, that the Patriots played him and they stopped throwing the ball towards him. Yeah. Because you knew straight away <laughs> he was unbelievable. Yeah. Five interceptions in 13 games. Um, so He rushed back for 85 yards, not hugely important. One no. touchdown. Mm-hmm. Passes defended 18. Yeah. Forced fumbles one. Fumble recoveries one. And over 50 tackles. Yeah. Um, and if actually, talking about that, I think it's the Patriots game where um, a shout out a uh, uh, YouTuber, mm-hmm. Brett Coleman, does a lot of good uh, film breakdown. Okay. He did a piece on Marshall Lattimore. Yeah. And I think it was the Patriots game where. You know, the Patriots are very good at in and out cuts. Yeah. But Lattimore covers both. Yeah. It's so rare that, you know, if you, you're covering it, you're so, trying so hard to, to cover a curl route where yeah. the, the receiver turns back and, and tries to catch it that, you know, you then get burnt on the outside. Yeah. He's so Lattimore fluid. is able to do both. He's got yeah. such a burst of speed. He can catch up. He yeah. can, can extend the, his arms and get in and mess up a play. Yeah, he's so fluid yeah. with his hip changes as well. Like, to be able to change direction that quickly. His backtrack yes. as well. He's so quick running backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's, he's constantly got his eye the on the ball. Back, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah he's, um, he's brilliant. And he's big. He's tall for a, for a corner. He's similar sort of... He's a bit thicker but uh, and maybe a li- tiny little bit shorter, but he's got the length that someone like Richard Sherman has. Um, that yeah, Saints defense amazing. has been a joke for a long time. Yeah. He has completely turned that yeah, around. Yeah. Cameron, uh, it's Cameron Jordan, isn't it? It's been yeah. Cameron been... Jordan's had a chance to find you know, because of that threat. Yeah, he's been brilliant. The quarterback's got to spend longer trying to get mm-hmm. let the play develop, and that's allowed Cam Jordan to get in and make sacks. Yeah, and um, Sh- Sheldon Rankins as well has stepped up in his yeah. sophomore year. So yeah, they've um, they've been great. The best player on that team defensively is is de- uh, and no disrespect to Cameron Jordan, he's he's brilliant. He's a no, yeah, yeah. He's a pro, but I think he's actually an all pro this year. Yeah. Um, but Marshall Lattimore is the best player on that defense. Catches interceptions with his yeah. butt. Yeah. He is him or Ramsey are in the conversation for the best cornerback in the league. Mm. Okay. I just want to very quickly honorable mention a player that you you're in love with. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Like if him. only he'd stayed healthy. Yeah. Then he could well be in that conversation. Yeah, he started brilliantly. What an embarrassment of great running backs we had come out of the draft though. Yeah, we done pretty Dalvin well. Cook, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, Tariq Cohen, Leonard Fournette. You've forgotten about McCaffrey, who they uh, they realised they realised yeah. halfway through the year how to use him. <laughs> so six elite qu- elite running backs. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's amazing, absolutely amazing. So there we go. Indeed. Congratulations to all those players. Yeah, no shout. Out. We had some really good, really good rookie years. From you could from, even say some RGP right did all right. I think his fourth round. He did. He did do very well. Yeah. And also, what a proposal he did. I don't know if you've seen. He went viral <laughs> with his YouTube yeah, yeah. proposal. <laughs> yeah. I'm well not, done. Not a big magician fan myself, but whatever. Good it's, for him. It's time, King. What it's, time? Nah, I'm good, man. It's I'm time, not, dude. I'm not picking it. <laughs> you got to do it. I'm not picking. We it. need the King's pick for Super Bowl Fifty Two. I'm not picking it. It's I the New like... England Patriots. Yeah. Against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. In Minnesota. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they hate both <laughs> sets of teams. Who are you going for? 
Oh, I don't want to Who pick. is winning this Super Bowl? I don't Bowl. want to pick because I feel like I've disrespected one team throughout and I'm always pick, I always the pick the Patriots, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always pick the Patriots. You do? So I'm this time I'm going to go with the Patriots. <laughs> Just for a change. But I don't know. I, I, I'm not being disrespectful to the Eagles. I like honestly are. hope they they... It's, I just want. I'm, all I'm hoping for is a good game, and I think they're immensely talented. Mm-hmm. And for them to lose the starting quarterback and get to this point, I've got so much respect for them. But, but it's the Patriots, and it's a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the Patriots. Okay. If I don't, oh, I don't know. But yeah, well, I'm I'm sticking with it. But yeah, I, I hope it's. A, I just hope it's a good game. It worked out for you last year. Yeah, it did. I got to real late in the. Th- Fourth. You did, but you did actually change your pick in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, how annoying yeah. is that? <laughs> After they scored one touchdown, I just said it's a time thing. I, I, yeah. I think they could come back. I'd have been a genius if I hadn't changed my pick. <laughs> um, anyway, the history books will say that you picked the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is true. Um, yeah, but I just want a good game. I'm looking forward to it. We all want a good game. Mm. We want a good game. Who are you going with? <laughs> Well, I'll go for the Eagles just because you've gone no, for the Patriots. No, who would you have gone with? No, no, I would have gone for the Patriots if you've gone the Eagles. <laughs> just to be contrarian, but because you've gone for the Patriots... Who would you have picked? I'll go for the Eagles. Who would you have picked, seriously? I'll go for the Eagles. No, who would you have picked? Eagles. You would have done? Yeah. You just said you'd gone for the Patriots. So far. No, only because I'm just trying to wind you up <laughs> you genuinely think, pick. You genuinely think the Eagles? I think the Eagles... I think as as great as the Patriots are, mm-hmm. all right, and I have to say it begrudgingly, mm-hmm. but they are great, obviously, mm-hmm. okay, there are keys to breaking them. Mm-hmm. And as long as you follow the instructions that have been laid out by a few, just a few select teams this season, you can beat the New England Patriots. Yeah. Now, I think there are obviously ways that the Patriots are going to figure out to <laughs> to beat the Eagles, in, including the uh, quick turnaround they have on defensive linemen. The Eagles will be running straight up to the line as often as they can, no huddle. They'll be keeping the starting four defensive linemen on the field as long as possible. Yeah. Which is the Eagles are going to have to figure out ways of getting their players on and off the field quicker. Yeah. If they can do that, if the if the Eagles can get their defensive linemen shifted as quick enough, then they've got a great chance of beating Brady. But Brady and McDonald's will be doing everything they can to get them up to the line and call that play and get them set within 10 seconds, 10, 15 yeah, seconds yeah, between plays. So let's see what happens there. If the Patriots keep moving the ball. If the Patriots can stop them from um, substituting their or switching their linemen up, then they've got a great chance of winning the game. If the Eagles can get their players switched, they've got a great chance of winning the game. So I think it's going to be it's going to be one and lost there. Yeah. At that point, I, I have confidence that Foles can score some touchdowns. That Ajayi can can run the ball. I'm worried about the Garrett Blunt, to be honest. He's a good luck charm and, and, and Chris Long. Just whatever at this. Anything that can go for the Patriots will go for the Patriots. I like that. the blunt thing. They will, as much as they've been talking, oh yeah, it's great to go against the Patriots. The Garrett Blunt never wanted to play for anyone but Bill Belichick. No, and Chris Long never even had a sniff at a Super Bowl until he went to the Patriots. Yeah, so no matter what they say, I in their heart, I'm, I'm questioning whether I want to play him at all. You know, I can see a fumble <laughs> happening for the Garrett Blunt. <laughs> or Chris Long missing a tackle, you know, or oh, no. shaking Brady's hand rather than than sacking him, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. I just don't don't want to put any chances in their hands. Okay, as as talented as they are, 
I just got a feeling something might happen there, so I would yeah be worried about that. Okay, okay, interesting. There we go. <laughs> we'll see. We will see. We'll see. And we'll be same as last year. We're going out to uh, to watch the game mm-hmm. with other NFL fans, and we'll be hopefully uh, posting up some videos during the night. Yep. You're gonna we'll get really drunk night. this time or not? Gonna what? Get really drunk this time? I'm gonna try not to. Now I noticed that you stopped drinking yourself after about twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Because then we'll be hopefully doing an aftermath podcast on the uh, on the Monday. Yeah, sounds good. We'll break down the game and uh, just how miserable we are that the Patriots have won another game. If that's the case, yeah. Well, not you, but uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we might even have a surprise guest as well. Never know. Might might have the third amigo turn up. There we go. We'll see if we can pull him out of his uh, his black hole. Oh, foreshadowing. Spoiler. Foreshadowing. <laughs> but anyway, that's it. That's the preview. We've got three get, three days to wait, and then it's all over. Yep. By Exciting. the shouting. Exciting. So, thanks very much, guys. Remember to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram as well, because we'll be posting the, the videos on there, um, and uh, jimtheking.com. But until, ne- until Monday, mm-hmm. I've been Jim... That's been The King, and thank you so much for listening.